Welcome to Think for Yourself with John Pasadino, the program that encourages independent thinking. And now here he is, your host, John Pasadino. Thank you for that incredible announcement uh, by the incredible, the incomparable John Pasadino. Thank you, John. You're welcome. Uh, Come back next time. Uh, I'm going to use you again. Oh, thank you so much. So, and I am John Pasadino, and ooh, could this be an AI issue? Are there two John Pasadinos? Has he been cloned into an AI bot? Perhaps, but we'll do another episode on that. Anyway, I am he, John Pasadino. uh, You'll have to take my word for it. I am the real live human John Pasadino. And I have no AI tools at my disposal as I create this podcast. Uh, This podcast is about a book called Goodbye Jesus. I discovered the book uh, on, as I was looking, scrolling through Twitter, I discovered an author named Tim Sledge, who wrote a book called Goodbye Jesus. And Tim is a former Southern Baptist minister, holds numerous degrees. And um, I found the title to be intriguing. What's going on here? And uh, well, what was going on was Tim said goodbye to Jesus, literally said, that's it, I'm done. And um, I could relate to Tim's struggles with faith. I could relate to, I think we all can, and some of you are atheists or may always have been atheists because some of us are atheists from when we're young because our parents may not have been theists. They may have been atheists and they might have said right away, hey, this religion stuff, forget about it. Not real. It's all fantasy. Like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and all those other things we made you believe in for a while, just for fun. Um, uh, So other people have developed this other idea that there is a supreme being that knows every single thing going on in your life that actually, some believe, dictate everything. It's all planned out. It's all mapped out already. So, uh, and aside from that, you need to follow the rules in a book called the Bible, if you're a Christian, the Christian Bible. And if you mess up, you're going to burn in hell forever. And if you don't mess up, if you do well, you follow the rules, you'll go to heaven and you'll live forever. And I think that's a pretty good deal. To live forever in a beautiful place where there's no pain, there's no hunger, no sickness, and no suffering. That's a good deal. But kids, going back to the atheist father or mother, it's not true. It's simply not true. 
There is no supreme being. They made it up like we made up the Easter Bunny uh, and the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. We did it for fun because you were kids. And remember the presence and the anticipation and all that stuff. It was fun because your brains were small. And we were having fun. We took video and we took pictures and we shared them on Facebook. But when you grow up, it's not that way. There is no Santa Claus that's going to give you presents on Christmas. When you grow up, you have to work for them. And we want you to get... Oh, oh yeah, and there's no supreme being that's going to take care of you. Everything is work, 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 and suffering. (laughs) And in between, there's pockets of happiness. So we want you to know that now, so that you don't go out into the world and get disappointed. So that's the, what the atheist might say to their young people. I guess when they're old enough to realize Santa Claus is not real, they'll say that. And then there are the... Theists, well, I had parents who were Catholic, and um, I went to Catholic school, so I was, dare I say, the term that Tim uses, indoctrinated early. Not only is there a Santa Claus and an Easter Bunny and a Tooth Fairy, but there is a Supreme Being, and he's watching. And if you don't follow the rules, you're going to burn If you follow the rules, you're going to be rewarded. One of the great, um, well, one of the analogies that sticks in my mind uh, is that was taught to me when I was in Catholic grammar schools. When you do something good, a brick is put uh, in heaven to build your home there. Uh, if you do something bad, the opposite happens. I, I don't remember them saying a brick goes down. I think you don't need bricks down in hell. You just go to hell. Uh, they were also, uh, we were also taught about, in Catholic school, about a place called Limbo. Limbo was where you went if you were not baptized. You just, You hung out there. I don't know if you ever got out of Limbo, but it was kind of like an in-between place where you just floated around until something happened. I don't remember the exact rules of limbo. And there was purgatory. Purgatory was a place where you, well, you're, you, you weren't going to hell, you weren't going to heaven. You were in purgatory. You were paying for your sins in purgatory. I guess there was some pain and suffering involved there. Uh, but eventually you can get out of purgatory and go to heaven. I feel like my life has pretty much been a purgatory. I think everybody's life is a purgatory because there's suffering in life and we need to accept it. But I digress as usual. So let's go back to the book. So Tim wrote this, a book that I found to be uh, a great read. So, and it's a, it's a memoir and, um, about Tim's time as a Southern Baptist minister and how he worked extremely hard to make his ministry successful. And it was successful. People thanked him for his work and he helped people. He lived the life of a um, a model Christian. And suddenly the people 
in the hierarchy of his ministry and some people in the ministry sabotaged him. They uh, voted him out. They pushed him out of his position without a explanation. It was a power struggle of some kind. I think my assessment, and you can go right to Tim. You can find him on Twitter at Goodbye Jesus. Um, you could buy his book. You can find Tim Sledge, S-L-E-D-G-E, on Amazon. Um, also, I wrote a, I wrote a blog a review of his book on Medium. You could find me, John P. Writes, at Medium, and also on Substack. Oh, boy, the promotion just goes on and on. Anyway... Uh, Tim was sabotaged. It hurt him to his core, to the bone, to his heart and soul. If we have a soul, because atheists don't believe we have a soul, but uh, figuratively hurt his soul, hurt his wife, hurt their marriage. Inevitably, he moved on to other ministries and he ran across disappointment upon disappointment. And finally, after, uh, and many of his peers turned on him. And when he was alone and hurting and going to them for help, they, they um, rejected him. And it spun him off into a place where he began to look closely, assess his life and look where he was at, how he got there, and why he was so disappointed, uh, why he his life got turned on its ear. And he came to the conclusion that there is no God. Because why wouldn't God take care of him? Where was Jesus? Where was God? When he needed them. So it's a sad story. Now, it's a sad story to a certain point because it's another story of someone becoming disappointed in their faith or and losing their faith totally, which I have done. I will say I have lost faith many times during my life. I keep getting drawn back in. And uh, the argument in Goodbye Jesus, and and Tim does a great, great job analyzing how the religion developed and how um, we grew to believe in the Supreme Being that helped us through, that is supposed to be helping us through and getting us to heaven and all that. Um, I have followed the same path as Tim in making discoveries about Christianity. I've read the scholars. I follow the scholars like John Dominic Crossan, like Bart Ehrman, who Tim is a fan of, and like 
Uh, I, I'm a big fan of James Tabor. Also, these guys can be found on YouTube. They can be found, they have blogs. Um, but when you read how Christianity parallels mythology, Greek mythology, I mean, there, th as much as anyone, like a Tim, like the, the, the Christian Tim, could make an argument for Jesus, the atheists can make as good an argument for there not being a Jesus ever. Uh, although Bart Ehrman does believe there was a historical Jesus, and there and there is evidence, there's, there's writing uh, by uh, Flavius Josephus, who was a a Jewish historian mentions doesn't mention Jesus by name, but mentions the existence. Of course, you have the Gospels that talk uh, that tell stories of Jesus's life, who claimed there were other witnesses. So you have that that whole thing. But you know the the uh, scholars and Tim points out that the Gospels we read were put together in the Christian Bible by the Catholics hundreds of years after Jesus was no longer on the earth. And so they might have changed stories, embellished stories. It's possible. It's possible. And so it all boils down to faith and seeing how Tim lost his faith and then made these discoveries, it's almost as if the way I see it, I, faith can save you when you're down and out or sick, uh, in pain, um, now, Tim calls himself a humanist. Humanists are people that uh, do, do not believe in a, in a deity. They believe in being good to other humans. And they and other humanists and other people who are atheists do many things to fulfill themselves and assist humankind. So those people find solace and comfort in that. So it's a choice. The choice is, do you want to retain, will you retain your faith in the face of so much adversity? And when I talk adversity, it's not, well, it's not just a personal adversity. It's when you see the history, when you learn the history of the church, when you see that there were and probably still are pedophiles within, let's just say, the Catholic Church for now, who raped little boys, raped them. And you say, why should I sugarcoat it? Why should I sugarcoat it? You can read, uh, it was yesterday's either USA Today or it was 
the Washington, I think it was USA Today, that had an exclusive on the latest that came out of uh, one of the dioceses and how a priest groomed, many priests groomed little boys and did the worst imaginable things to them and how those boys' lives were ruined, ruined. And uh, my parish, the, uh, sorry, my diocese uh, of Rockville Center is bankrupt from paying out um, lawsuits. And I don't think they, I don't think they've settled it yet, but they're bankrupt. And many are. Um, the church has paid out billions and billions and billions of dollars. Well, hey, wait a minute. The Boy Scouts of America went bankrupt too because of pedophile scoutmasters. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, and I know other, I know pedophiles exist in many walks of life. Wherever there are children, that's where they go because that's where they can gain trust and they can groom their victims. I get it. But priests are supposed to be liaisons to Jesus Christ himself. So when you're a Christian and you talk about the ultimate betrayal, the betrayal of a priest raping a little boy is beyond comprehension. Beyond comprehension. Anyway, getting back to Tim Sledge and his book, Goodbye Jesus, Tim does a great job in rationalizing his goodbye to Jesus by pointing out in the latter part of the book many of the things that the scholars have pointed out how well let's take for example the emperor Constantine and how he saw a sign in the sky in 300 something AD and he took it as a sign from Jesus and he went into battle and he won a battle and then he said okay I'm a Christian uh, meanwhile, he was a pagan still, too, by the way. He worshipped the sun god and all these other things. Anyway, so, and, and then later on, the first, uh, the emperor after uh, the emperor after I think it was the- Theodosius, yes, came after Constantine, not directly. I believe there was another one in between. But the emperor Theodosius made Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire. And so people were forced (laughs) to become Christians. So it went from Christians being persecuted and executed to Christians being put up and hey, hey, everybody, all the Christians, you're the best, you're the, you're amazing, and uh, anyone who's a non-Christian, they're the ones who are in trouble. So, 
When you see this flipping back and forth, when you see this flipping back and forth, you say, gee whiz, I mean, you, you get thrown for a tremendous loss when you realize that belief was forced on people. So um, Tim goes through a very methodical, logical explanation for why there is no God. So to go from where he was, he lived his life for his faith and for spreading the faith. He traveled the country. He lectured. He wrote books to go from where he was to where he is today. I, I think it's a remarkable story. Um, I recommend reading the book. Of course, if you're a hardcore Christian, you won't read the book. You won't go near the book because you'll say, you may say, the devil got into the picture. Just like Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, uh, Tooth Fairy, um, and God, there's a devil also that is in a continuous battle with God to take possession of our thoughts and deeds. Now, you see, I have to tell you, I, I saw the film The Exorcist, which was made in the 70s, spooked me. It really scared the living heck out of me. There'll be no cursing on this podcast. It scared the living heck out of me. And um, when you see what goes on in the world, when you see the heinous things people do to each other, it makes you wonder whether there is a devil or not. And maybe sometimes I think, sometimes I think, that, and there are people that believe this, that we are part of God, uh, and when we live our lives in God-like fashion, we're happy, and when we don't, we're tapping into the other side. Like the, you know, the angel on the right shoulder, the devil on the left shoulder, uh, example that's been given to me also in school, in Catholic school. <laughs> that was another one. Yes. Um, so I wonder sometimes if the term the devil is actually just a term for a choice we make, a bad choice, an evil choice. A choice to, uh, well, there's many levels of bad. There's lying. There, there I mean, there are uh, white lies that are called white lies. L you know, um, lies to get us out of something. Lies to, because if we tell the truth, it'll hurt somebody more. So we tell a, what's called a white lie, a term. Um, then there are big lies big lies that that uh, 
hurt others, money stolen, etc. Um, any, any, see, any, as far as I'm concerned, any emotional or physical abuse is very bad. And it's, I will say, it can be considered evil. Um, h- however, I believe in redemption. I believe if the person works, acknowledges that they sinned and they become self they become self aware, acknowledge, get help, say they're sorry, they are redeemed. And the point I'm trying to make is and now that's what the Christian church will say is that redemption we are able to be redeemed because Jesus died for us. What I am saying from an atheist point of view, they can anybody can do this. And we don't need to believe in a God to follow that path. That's the point I was trying to make. So the humanists, the the, the atheists can live that way without the religious dogma. The Let's, I'm going to just say Christians now because I don't want to get complicated and go into other faiths, but the Christians will use the Christian template to guide them through that process I just talked about. One of the steps after the acknowledgement is to go to confession and confess to a priest and receive a sacrament because uh, there are how many sacraments? Oh no, seven, eight? Somebody will correct me. I'll get cards and letters. But anyway, so you can follow that. If it, The way I see it, the way I see it. See, I am comfortable going to church and calling myself a Christian. Um, and so I can follow that path that's laid out for me by the Christian, let's say the Christian church. Others would not be comfortable and say, I don't need a church. I'm following that path as the correct path, which is, let's say, you did something wrong, you acknowledge it, you uh, improve, say you're sorry, and you don't do it again. You may have relapses, but you do all you can to not commit, I'm going to say, sin again. Then in my in my eyes you're okay, you're okay. So I think Tim is okay because Tim, the author Tim Sledge, does just that. He did it as a Christian and he does it as a humanist. He is a good person. He um, he's never lost that goodness. He just chooses to be good in a different way. So um, we could, as if I'm an atheist, I could look at people who were atheists like Joseph Stalin and say, this guy killed 8 million people or 10 million. They lost count. So they never actually counted, but it's millions. So I could look at 
that atheist and go, see, that's why I don't want to be an atheist, because there are atheists that are killers. And if he had God, if he had faith, he wouldn't have done that. As a Christian, I could say, hey, look, Putin's a Christian. <laughs> Putin, do you believe Putin's a Christian? <laughs> So anyway, he, he's a Christian. He is. He's a Russian Orthodox Christian. <laughs> so he's bombing the heck out of uh, a country that did nothing to f provoke him uh, other than political uh, ideology. He felt threatened. So he said, oh, well, I have to go in there and, and just take over the show there. And he's been He's responsible, directly responsible. Him and his cronies are directly responsible for killing massive amounts of people, displacing millions of people, destroying billions and billions of dollars uh, in material property and more. Uh, so anyway, I could say, well, I'm a Christian. This guy's a Christian. I'm out of here. Or I'm a Christian slash Catholic. There were priests, I mean, through the 19, they have um, recorded from the 1950s to into the 90s and probably into the 2000s that priests did these horrific things. So I can't stay a Christian. Or I could just say, you know what? The church is doing their best to clean up. They are looking to be redeemed. They're paying out to victims they have changed the way they deal with pedophiles. They do report them to the police. They admitted they were wrong. They apologized. And so I can move on as a Catholic. And when I make discoveries, I make discoveries um, of things that don't mesh well with my faith, I examine them and I pray about them and then I eventually will make a decision. But like I said, my point is, if I go to the other side of, uh, well, say I decide on non-faith, non-faith, no faith, atheism, am I going to find wrong on that side Yes, I am. There are—I read it, another article recently. There are forever chemicals that pollute the water, and there are companies responsible, and they have sinned again and again, because one of the companies is Dupont that was named, and they're one of the companies that was named in lawsuits that killed my father, um, and they were found guilty for killing people with asbestos. 50, 60, 70 years ago, and they're still doing it. So I can say, I don't want to be an atheist because this corporation that does not incorporate religion kills people. So I have a choice. My point is, either way you go, there are issues. There are major issues to deal with. Or you could just put your head in the sand and say, I don't want, I'm just going to be who I am. I'm going to be a good person. I, I shouldn't say put your head in the sand. I would say, hmm, if you think for yourself, which is what I want you to do, 
and when I think for myself, I if I live day to day, and be and I I, I am kind, I give money to reputable charities, I um, am always polite and courteous, and I. I talk nice to my family. I respect my wife. I respect women. I and then I talk. I'm talking about doing my best to be as good as a person as I can. That includes for me psychotherapy. I'm a I'm a anxiety panic attack sufferer for life, and I work on that. And my anxiety and insecurities have caused me to act stupidly at times. But that was my choice, I know. Um, I'll take anti-anxiety drugs if I need to. So I, I do that. And from moment to moment, that's what I do. I don't have to continuously pray the rosary. I don't have to continuously... Uh, trash Christians. I'm in between. I'm thinking for myself. I'm being as good as I can. I'm working at it. I believe, and many biblical people will not believe what I'm about to say. They'll say, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I believe God will look upon me with favor in the end. And that's a whole other story, by the way, because I could tell you this. The whole thing about living, I could, I'll do another podcast on it, but the whole life after death thing that was developed later on, it was not in the original, part of the original uh, Jewish faith. Uh, it's, it's a long story. Uh, uh, anyway, I have gone long enough on this topic. I will encourage you to pick up the book if you want to think for yourself, Goodbye Jesus by Tim Sledge. Check out my blog on it. It's a synopsis uh, of the book. Uh, That is on Medium and it's on Substack. I'm John P. Wrights. Go to my website, johnpwrights.com to check out all my stuff. And thank you for listening. Uh, Cue the music. Where's the announcer, John Pasatino? Get John from the green room. Tell him he has to come in and make another announcement. Thanks, everybody. Please check out my books, blogs, photos, videos, and podcasts at johnprights.com. That's J-O-H-N-P, writes, W-R-I-T-E-S.com. Thanks for listening.